Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries Podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 106, Sunday, October 9th, 2011. Hope you enjoy it. everybody how's it going it's been a few weeks and uh, I'm back again finally had another race so I thought I would give me a chance to get on here and do a little recording plus I've had a number of emails that I really want to share with you a couple of people have sent in some race reports got some audio from Kevin yeah just uh, some pretty good stuff here so I got a few things to share and uh, I did a 10k run this morning Now, uh, first of all, I just wanted to briefly talk about the show. Um, If you have just started downloading my show and you've subscribed to it on iTunes, you may notice that some of the beginning shows are missing. And that's just because, I don't know, I got 106 shows on there and eventually I used up all the space I had on the server. And so I had to just cut it back. All of those shows are still available. I'm trying to remember now which ones are gone. I think it's like from 1 to 25 or something are missing. You can just go to the blog at uh, colonagirltries.blogspot.com and then if you go to the menu down the side, you can download the show right from the menu itself. Like There's a link to it. You can just click on the link. And what I'm planning to do and I haven't done yet is to link each one of them in a nice, neat concise list but right now quite frankly I just don't have time so you'd actually if you really wanted to hear them they're old shows they're you know (laughs) they're early I'm not that good so you know but if there's something maybe a topic that you really want to listen to that's that's the best and quickest way to do it all my shows are stored stored at mevio.com as well m-e-v-i-o and I think if you go to Medio.com backslash Kelowna Girl or search Kelowna Girl Tries on there, you can actually listen to all the shows on Mevio as well. And I think you can even download them. So if anybody finds that of any value, that's good. Um, they're also available on Stitcher. Stitcher is a an app that you can download to listen to podcasts. Uh, so you can download it, put it on your smartphone um, or I think maybe iPad 2 as well. And you just uh, search for Kelowna Girl and I'm on there and you can just listen to them directly from your, your uh, sort of like streaming, I guess it is. So anyways, I've been meaning to mention that for about the last uh, few weeks and I just keep forgetting. So there you go. Um, so, you know, if you read my blog, you'll know I've just been really struggling. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about where I'm at. And it's just that kind of end of season, beginning of something new, super busy time of year for me. You've heard me whining a bit about that over the last couple of shows. And I I think I've kind of found my mojo back, first of all. (coughs) I think I really am feeling a lot better. But I'm still trying to just kind of get a handle on being really consistent again. And I just find that so hard. And I think it's a sort of part of, I don't know, it's just part of, of the whole gig, you know. I mean, there's some of those people that are super... Um, uh, I don't know, almost to the point of being obsessive that are able to just always be training constantly, constantly. But to me, it's something that kind of ebbs and flows. And even though I want to be fit, um, and which would mean I, I need to be doing something all the time, I don't know, it's just it's just really hard to do it on a consistent basis. So I guess it was kind of near the end of the school year, 
Well, the end of September, really, as the school year started, the end of the summer, uh, I just sort of started thinking about how am I going to do this? And I started posting on my blog, just sort of my regrouping, you know, trying to get myself back organized and thinking about where I should be and what I should be doing. So for one, first of all, the on my blog, I talked a little bit about um, you know just what are some of the things that have happened, you know, about school and work and some of the races and ideas I've been thinking about. And I'm not going to read all that and talk about that. So if you want to see where I'm at and what the, all the different thoughts that have been going through my head over the last couple of months, um, check out my blog at clonagirl.com and go to the end of September. There's only four posts and there's sort of four uh, posts in there called regrouping where I just talk about all the different things I'm thinking about and the issues. And you know, there's probably something in there that'll strike a chord for you. So by the time I got to the end of September, I'd sort of made some commitments that I'm going to, you know, recommit myself to certain things. Uh, So running is still my biggest commitment. I've decided because running is going to be my goal. uh, And to run a marathon is still my big goal that I just don't seem to find a way to be able to really do good uh, triathlon training at the same time as I'm running a marathon. And so now that it's sort of off season for me, um, then I'm just going to make that really my focus. And between now and next May, I'm going to focus almost solely on running. I am going to bike through the winter just as a uh, riding the trainer and just as cross training. It's going to be zone two heart rate and I'm not going to do anything too hardcore. And at some point I'm going to get back to swimming and I still haven't had a chance to get this organized yet but I do want to do the one-on-one swim coaching with Rob I think and so I just have to get that organized I might not even do that till January we'll just kind of see and the big focus that I'm going to do is now that it's off season is really I've got a time I've got time now to work on my core strength and so starting in October I am blogging pretty well every day because it forces me to to make sure I do my workouts and then I blog what I did and it's just sort of a way of helping me commit to, you know, stay or stick with my commitment, you know. And so if you have a blog or you've got a, or even if you just have a journal or something, you might find that it helps for you to force yourself to write it down. Write down what you do every day just so that you're really sticking with it. Make some kind of plan and stick with it. I like Google Calendar. I put all my workouts on my Google Calendar and that's another way that I help sort of plan things ahead. So I've kind of got something planned out for the winter between now and January. And my running, I want to just really get to be good at my base aerobic running. I'm going to run twice a week. My weekday runs are horrible because I'm always really tired. So I just know 30 to 45 minutes around the neighborhood is good enough. And then I'm going to do a long run anywhere from an hour to maybe an hour and a half at the most. An hour to an hour and 15 probably. And that'll be anywhere from 9 to 12K. And I'll do that every Sunday. And I just want to do that without building at all for the next, I don't know, few weeks. A few months, really, I think. And then by middle to the end of December, I can start building my long run. And by then I'll have a pretty decent base. And uh, I think I'll know. I think I'll know by then whether, you know, training for a marathon is something that's going to work for me. I'm really seriously looking at the Vancouver Marathon, and they've got a brand new course. It looks really nice, but it starts off with some couple of hills, fairly significant hills, and uh, a lot of my 
I've been really trying to find something kind of flattish. So I just don't have to deal with that on top of running 42 kilometers. So I don't know if that'll be the right one for me. We'll just kind of see. I certainly have lots of hills I can run on at home. And if I'm able to run at home on hills and not get injured, then I will consider Vancouver. The other one is at the end of May and it's in Abbotsford, which is a sort of a suburb of uh, Vancouver. It's in the Fraser Valley, halfway between Hope and Vancouver. And it's almost flat. So that's another possibility. They're both in May and I'm thinking about those two. So uh, now that I've got this time, because I'm going to run three times a week, I plan to do in three times a week on the alternate days is working on my core strength. And some of it's going to be working on those weak muscles that you've heard me talk about for the last three years. My um, glutes, my glute med actually is medial glute and the um, and my hip flexors, which are really weak. And I'm also going to do some just basic core with my abs and some of the exercises that I got from my physiotherapist because I think that'll really help. And now I have the time to sort of commit to doing that. And I'm going to do some upper body exercises that will help me with swimming. And uh, a very nice young lady on uh, Facebook who happens to be a swim coach sent me some dry land exercises to do. So I really appreciate that from her. And uh, actually, I should go and just quickly tell you who she is so that you can, if you ever want a swim coach, she's just started swim coaching. So I'll find her while I'm on here and I'm on my wrong Facebook page. So it'll have to wait for a second. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that's sort of my goal. I'm feeling a lot better about it now. And also, you know, as the school year gets on, I kind of, you know, that September thing is sort of over and gone. And I, I just feel a lot less stressed out. Now, that being said, it's not going to be too long. Oh yeah, her name is Christina Nash. So Christina Nash, uh, she is doing, she is now a certified swim coach and uh if you need something let me know and i'll give you i'll hook you up with her i'm sure she would be uh love to help you out so um where was i i can't even remember what i was talking about now oh yeah just that you know i just got the end of that september thing and it's just ah so it's all gone now now i'm still stressed to the gills just because we're still in this job action um our contract has been up since last June, we're sort of quasi on strike, although we're still working. We've cut back and sort of a work-to-rule situation. The government is posturing and threatening, and oh, they even talked about locking us out that right after they said we were an essential service and we're not allowed to strike. So I'm not quite sure how, how and why they would want to lock us out if they're going to say we can't possibly go on strike because we're essential. But anyways... Um, yeah, lots of crap going on that, and it just makes me really angry and frustrated and kind of cranky. So maybe I should just go out and run it off, right? And, uh, I'm still kind of struggling with the whole healthy eating thing. Um, I, I actually wrote up my blog this week, yesterday. I, I sat down and said, okay, what are all the roadblocks? You know, what are the issues, the problem areas that I have? You know, because I seem to do really well in the beginning of the week or really well in the beginning of the day. And then I can't maintain it, you know, like something happens or I I get home and I'm, it's too late and I'm not prepared or I don't have dinner, food ready or I'm just hungry, you know, and all these excuses come up and then I fall apart on my diet. So, um, and I don't want to call it a diet. I just want to call it healthy eating. So I sat down and I listed every little 
problem. And then I wrote out, okay, well, what's the solution for that problem? And what am I going to do to solve that problem so that I don't have it? And I found that really the biggest solution is, is the really obvious one, is that every weekend, um, for me it's Sunday, because I'm pretty relaxed on Sunday. It's a pretty easygoing day. I need to make a, a, an actual menu for the week plan out what we're going to eat every day and maybe some of it's stuff that the boys want to eat and I don't and so I can have an alternate plan for myself if I want to eat something a little bit healthier and then uh, you know do the shopping and have all the stuff ready to go I mean it's as simple as that and I know, I know in the past what I've even done is I've picked five meals and I may not even know which day I'm going to have which food but I have five you know a Monday to Friday meals planned out you know, and all of the uh, ingredients purchased and some things can, you know, stuff that I can throw in a crock pot in the morning before I go to school. And then the other thing too is having the healthy snack foods around the house. And and often that just means fruit and vegetables, but actually sitting down for, you know, an hour on a Sunday and cutting stuff up, having a section in the fridge that's all clean and ready, making sure I've got lots of fresh fruits and veggies and, and maybe a day during the week where we go down and pick up more and replenish and also I'm going to make my own homemade um, bars. I want to call them granola bars, but they're not. Um, my my own homemade bars where I usually what I do is use dates, um, nuts and seeds and dried fruit. And then just whir it up in a food processor and you just pack it down into kind of bar shapes and wrap them in plastic. And they're healthy. I know exactly what's in them. And I can have one after school for my after school snack and I find they're really yummy and I know exactly what I'm getting in and if I if I have a snack after school I don't come home I'm not super hungry and then I don't sort of eat and eat while I am trying to cook dinner so I mean right now I'm I'm really maintaining my weight but I really want to just lose this five six seven pounds that just keep hovering around and they've been hovering around all summer if I let myself continue, I'm just going to gain one pound a month, basically. So end of a year, I'll be 12 pounds up, and that sucks. And I'm right now, I'm almost at the point where my clothes are starting to feel too tight. I'm not having to change sizes or anything, but I just don't feel really comfortable, and I don't like it. So, yep, it's time to find a way to get over that. So I played with a lot of different kinds of, of um, diets and things, and... Nothing really works for me except for eating in moderation and choosing. I find if I just really write down everything I eat, um, I give myself a little bit of treats, you know, the dark chocolate and that sort of thing. That kind of stuff helps me a lot. Um, But it's really being organized, planning and being organized. So uh, let's take a look at the mailbag because, first of all, I got an... I'm going to leave... Actually, I think I'll leave uh, Kevin's for last because I've got a voicemail from him. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Wendy said, I, she said, I enjoyed the juxtaposition of my coming in last report with the one for the 70.3. I sure did feel for her and I shared her pride in gutting it out and finishing. So she's referring, Wendy's referring to the uh, two race reports I, I read last week or last show. And uh, she said, you asked for photos. Here are a few I picked out to show the beauty of the surroundings. And uh, she gave me a few pictures, uh, including one with the uh, EMTs in there that helped her when she was um, finished. Now, I had asked if she had... Wendy had the one where she'd really 
when she got off the bike, she was just really, really hot and felt uh, quite weak and dizzy. And the EMTs had to help her out. And they fi- she finally said, hey, I'm getting out there and I'm doing that run anyway. And she did manage to finish. She said, um, and I wondered, was it the weather? You know, if that had played a part. She said, I can't really blame the weather. It was about 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which isn't bad for around here. And the humidity was blessedly low for this time of year. I just wasn't in good enough condition. Without the threat of having the bike course swept, I would have gone more slowly and probably would have been okay. And I might have even broken two hours, which was my secret goal, right after finishing in one piece. I have a Trek Pure Sport Hybrid, which is a heavy bike, but comfortable and stable. And that's what I need needed to be able to get back on uh, one. I needed, needed to be able to get back on one after the disaster I mentioned in my earlier email. I had gone over train tracks and was thrown onto the road in front of oncoming traffic. Quick, quick reflexes in the driver of the car coming at me saved me, but I was too spooked to get back on the bike for the next 30 years. No doubt. Oh my God. You know, I, I, I and I tell you, I've put on like 15,000 kilometers on my bike and I have yet knock on wood to have an, uh, a bad wipeout or, you know, and it's just, it scares the crap out of me because I'm just feeling like, you know, every time I get on my bike, it's like, maybe this is going to be the time. Anyway, she continues, um, without the heavy bike, I could probably go faster, relatively speaking, but I'm still not comfortable enough to trade up. I'll be working on getting stronger during the winter so I can do better next year. Next up is the Sarasota Half Marathon in March, that's in Florida, which I've walked um, four times, and it's another pretty course. She mentions she can't run because of her knees. Don't feel guilty if you slow down on podcasting. I'm constantly amazed at the generosity of podcasters who aren't doing it as part of a business, but at a pleasure of sharing experience and advice with others and fitting it into the middle of busy lives. Take a break and give your mojo a chance to catch back up with you. We'll be here when you get back, Wendy. So thanks very much, Wendy. And she did send me some uh, great pictures of the swim start. What a beautiful place. Just beautiful where she was and uh, of the water and the place where she was able to ride through just gorgeous and look at all those palm trees and stuff just beautiful place so um yeah and and you know what i would love to put these on my blog but unfortunately because of the um the the size of photos and stuff i guess it ends up taking up too much space um on the feed and that's one of the reasons that i have to um get i had to get rid of the first 25 shows off my feed because my feed was too big so unfortunately I can't post pictures but uh, maybe I'll put them on my regular blog at some point and uh, I got an email from Darren who just said he found the podcast on iTunes and said he's got his own website dedicated triathlon he's thinking about maybe doing a podcast at some point and uh, he lives down in Australia and his link to his website let me just give it to you here is HTP. It's Team Dash OTB, which stands for Off the Bike. Team Dash OTB dot com, and uh, it looks like he's just getting started up here. So he's got a blog and a few other bits and pieces of things here. So if you want to check it out, take a look and see. Uh, what else have I got? Got an email from Doug. <laughs> Doug, who. Uh, said, uh, just a quick note, based on your recent podcast's daily mile post, it seems you're lacking in motivation these days. I can't say I'm a great mojo generator, but I do want to let you know I still enjoy the podcast and daily mile Facebook posts. We all go through some ups and downs in, the, in life. A wise man once posted me 
to me that after a period of bad times, even a better period of good times will follow. Well, actually, it was your husband that posted that. Hope it's true for you, too. Are you running the Worldwide Festival of Races 10K this weekend? Here's hoping you have fun. And so, yes, thanks very much, Doug. And yes, that's what I did. My uh, 10K was the Zen Run 10K, also the local marathons 10K race today in the Okanagan Marathon. So thanks very much for that, um, Doug. I really appreciate it. And then today, or was it yesterday? Yesterday I got an email from Megan. She said, good luck with your 10K. She said, I've been enjoying your blog this week with your plans and thoughts and goals. Uh, I feel I can relate quite well. She says, I've got 10 pounds to lose too from too much lazy trying to make healthy choices but not paying close enough attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> so true. She says, I found this article quite interesting as I've been doing almost everything on the list. And she sent me a link to thecultureseed.com where they have a 10 healthy foods that could be making you fat. And that was kind of interesting because I looked at the list and at first I thought, no, I don't agree with this. Uh, but they, and it's very true. These are all great foods, all very healthy, all really good for you. But if you eat all of them and you eat lots of all of them, they will make you fat because no matter what, they're all, they're all, uh, high protein or high calorie. Uh, so for example, nuts, you know, and so if you, you know, oh, I'm eating nuts and seeds are supposed to be really good for you. Right. So, and they're good fats, right? But it's still, if you eat maybe 10 nuts, that's uh, 100 calories. But if you sit there and shove your hand into the bag and eat, you know, five or six handfuls, you can get rid of uh, five, 600 calories pretty quick. She also had uh, almond butter and peanut butter. Um, but every heaping spoonful could be anywhere up to 200 calories per. Uh, avocados, they're great, good calories for you. But if you are eating avocados on top of other fattening foods, you know, you're looking at, you know, two or three, uh, or even up to 400 calories, depending on the size of an avocado. Um, a lot of fruit, too much fruit or dried fruit or smoothies, especially if you've eat fruit smoothies and put a lot of sugar and stuff into them. But, uh, not all of these are like for my fruit smoothies, I don't put sugar or anything in them. And I know mine don't have six or 700 calories, but you do have to be careful of the ones that you are eating and dried fruit and whatnot is pretty, uh, is also got pretty high in calories and high in sugar. Um, salads, salads are great, but if you put a lot of dressing, uh, like Caesar salad and whatnot, uh, you can be walking on tons of calories. You know, the other day it just kind of reminds me cause I had a taco salad at home because the boys were eating tacos and I thought, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to eat the wrap part. I'll just put it all on lettuce. But I mean, let's face it. I put on, I had a little bit of ground beef, mostly beans, Beans are pretty fattening, the refried beans. And then I put on cheese and I put on sour cream. And when I sat down later and I added up all the calories, it was like, I don't know, it was like 800, 900 calories for this salad. And I went, oh yeah, okay, all right. Also on this list are protein bars, sports drinks, and uh, some vegetarian meals. If you buy the the boxed ones, you know, it says meal replacement stuff really highly processed, might have unhealthy oils and fats and a lot of salt. So do be careful, read the packages. And I think that's really good advice. Uh, anyways, she said, thanks for taking <clears throat> the time to post what you're thinking and doing. It helps give me the motivation to think through my own plans. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I did it, uh, Megan, is because I do find that, first of all, it helps me just think through when I, ha when I write things down, it helps me 
kind of clear out my thoughts. But also I figure, you know, if anybody else is reading it and they're in the same kind of frame of mind, you know, sometimes sharing ideas helps other people. And here is her race report. So she said, last Saturday, October 1st, I participated in a relay triathlon with my husband James and his friend Trinka from work. Trinka's done some triathlons in the past, but due to back injuries, hasn't run recently and really wanted to get back into races. Swimming is her best sport, and since there isn't a lot of swim-based races for adults, she decided triathlons would be perfect. My husband uh, has been commuting to work on a bike for the past two years and has just started getting into cycling. He did a 100-mile century ride earlier this year as his first event ever, and I did my first sprint distance triathlon a couple of months ago, but I'm most comfortable with running, so we make a pretty good team. We did the international distance, which for this race was 1.5 miles swim, 2.4K, 26-mile or 42K bike, and a 6.2-mile or 10K run. And um, that's, yeah, kind of like the Olympic distance, I guess. This was in Lake Lopez in Central California. James overestimated on the time his bike portion would take. We were playing with our kids at the park, and we went to the transition area 10 minutes before we, he expected to be there unfortunately he was already in transition waiting <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i hurried over to transition to grab the timing chip and start my run luckily i had my running shoes on the run was very hilly going around the lake and through the campground although it was a pretty location i didn't love the layout it was a two-loop course that also included an out and back section so it was a little repetitive there was a very steep hill to climb right before the finish, which made it hard to want to go around the second loop. My head kept telling me to turn around a bit early on the out-and-back portion, or maybe don't complete the second loop, but luckily I was able to quiet down that voice and finish the whole thing. <laughs> my time was decent for what I've been running lately. I've been frustratingly slow in my running, which I'm pretty sure is due to the weight that I've allowed to creep on. We ended up finishing fourth place in the relay division, which would have been second if it hadn't been for our eight-minute T2 delay. We plan to do more relays together, so we've learned for next time. My next goal is to run a half marathon on New Year's Eve. I'm hoping some focused training will allow me to lose rather than gain weight over the holiday season. I have a goal to lose 10 pounds in the 12 weeks before the half marathon. So good luck with that, Megan, and I hope you uh, make your goal. And you know what? If you just, you know, we'd, well, maybe together we can kind of do this and I know what you mean about um, I kind of was thinking you know some of my running issues or the fact that I'm packed packing on an extra seven pounds right now so hopefully between the two of us we can get this together hey finally I got a voicemail and a little comment here from Kevin he said hi Barb I've been meaning to send you race reports throughout my season but time just got in the way so I thought I'd send you a season recap I didn't go over my race results, but here they are in brief. And so here's what he did. He did five races, and then I'm going to play his audio. Race one was the Homewood Flossmoor Indoor Try, and that was his previous report, and he got first in his age group. Pretty darn good. Race two was the River City Triathlon in Logansport, Indiana. One hour, 30 minutes. No comparative results available, but I was in the middle of the pack. Race three, Twin Lakes Triathlon in Palatine, Palatine, I don't know how to pronounce that, Illinois, and it was one hour, 40 minutes. He was 160th out of 424, 18 out of 34 in his age group. That's pretty good. Uh, race four, Schaumburg Triathlon in Schaumburg, Illinois. 
And he did one hour and 27 minutes. That's really good. 17th out of uh, 32 in his age group. And race five was his A race, the Chicago Triathlon Olympic distance. Three hours and 14 minutes. And man, oh boy, would I like to do an Olympic. I haven't done Olympic yet. So he got, what was his division? 237th out of 349. He says, overall, I'm very happy with my results. I had good nutrition and strategy for each race, and I learned about small things to tweak. I'm pleased to be a mid-packer, especially with my limited time available to train, and this being my first training year. And to think I just started running in 2009. If I can do it, anyone can. Exactly. So if you want to follow Kevin, he is RunKW on Twitter. And uh, I'm going to play his race report right now. Hang on. Hi, Barb. It's Kevin. I meant to send you some race reports throughout the year, but that kind of life just doesn't get, doesn't get in the way. So I thought I'd send in a report on my first triathlon season that just wrapped up a couple weeks ago. I first started out back in February. I did a first my first indoor triathlon, and I sent you a race report at that time. Then I got geared up. Uh, a friend of mine and I signed up for a couple races in June, um, had a detailed training plan get, to get myself ready to go, and first part of June, had my first outdoor triathlon. It was a great experience and uh, quite a lot of fun. Then two weeks later, I had my second triathlon, that's the uh, Twin Lakes Triathlon up in Palatine. That was, uh, that was another great experience, and two weeks later I had my third triathlon. So I had quite a front-loaded season, three races in five weeks. What I didn't do is have a training plan for the rest of the year. So I got my weekly training in, but I uh, didn't know what was going to happen two three weeks out. My goal race was Chicago Triathlon at the end of Chicago, or at the end of August. And that was an Olympic distance race. The others were all sprints. So with a front-loaded season and a training plan geared to those front first races of the year, I had a great first half of the season. The second half, I was bugged by a couple little nagging injuries. Couldn't run for a couple weeks here and there. Um, but still kept at it. Did running when I could. Did biking every week, religiously. Several brick works out with my co- workouts with my coach. Swimming every week, um, and pleased to say that um, I did as well as I could have hoped in the Chicago Triathlon. Um, that was definitely a longer race, a bigger race than the others. The logistics are quite crazy, with uh, over 10,000 racers throughout the weekend. The transition alone was just as big as the other race courses, it seemed. But it was a great season. Um, some takeaways I have from the year. I, I think I bunched too many races too close together in the front half, and my A race was too far, uh, too far of a time frame between my front races and my back races. So it was a lot of hurried activity, hurried training, and then quite a letdown uh, from those bunched up races. The other thing was I didn't really have a written training plan from 
my first part of my season to the second part of the season. That's just something that keeps me on track on what I need to be doing and where I know what's going to be happening in the ne- this week and next week. Still did some good training, still got it, got it done, uh, but I think that would have been um, more helpful. Finally, when I front-loaded all of those races, I uh, cashed in a lot of chips at home. So any late-season ideas of riding a century or doing, doing some more activities away from the family probably got cashed in with all of those races right in a row. Those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about and things I'm going to be learning about for next year when I set up my training plans and schedule as time goes on. I think I'll be doing a little less swimming for the next few months, trying to get out on the bike when I can, although it's getting colder, those early morning rides. Might be focusing on the running for the winter months and some indoor cycling, but we'll see how that goes. Next thing I really want to do is the indoor try again over the winter, maybe get some running races in, and who knows? Who knows what life has in store? Thanks, Barb, for your help in encouraging young triathletes, new triathletes, giving us the tools we need to get started on our races so we don't look like complete newbies out there. It's always appreciated, and we, uh, we do appreciate it and learn from everything you have to say. So thanks, and uh, keep it up. Talk to you later. All right, and thanks for that, Kevin. Um, you made some really good points, and you know, I think that's one of the things that kind of happens to me is uh, in the springtime, I, ha- I have a couple of three races that I want to do in the spring, and then I have my supposedly bigger race at the end of August, and I have this sort of big empty spot in between, and it's all summer when I have tons of time to train, but I don't really have anything really, I just don't, I don't know, it kind of just seems to fall apart a little bit for me. So I think if you sit down and, and plan out your schedule and Kind of make sure that you've got enough races to keep you motivated, but not so many that you're sort of all you're doing is racing, unless that's what you like to do. Some people do like that. Um, Yeah, I think you probably will uh, do well next year and spreading things out. And also, you know, letting the family uh, considerations have to be in there as well. And uh, thank you very much for your kind words as well. You know, I really, if if anybody out there has got questions or anything, especially in in the winter, you know, I sometimes looking for topics of things to talk about but uh, I can certainly cover things even if we've covered them before maybe somebody else is brand new to the show and would like to hear some um, some a discussion about whatever you just just name it and I'll uh, do my best to point you in the right direction I don't know everything and I'm not a pro but I will uh, tell you what I've learned so far and I'll try and point you in the right direction on where you can find out more information about certain subjects and topics and uh, you know what? It's always nice to be able to ask those really, really uh, stupid questions that we call stupid questions but aren't. And uh, you think everybody else knows and like, what do you do with this? And what do you do about that? Some of the most basic things. I get to the point where I, I kind of forget what those are even. So, um, you know, you can remind me. Just shoot me an email at colonagirl at gmail.com. K-E-L-O-W-N-A-G-U-R-L. All right. Well, it is Sunday evening, but I don't have to go to work tomorrow, and that's because it is Thanksgiving in Canada this weekend. And uh, earlier tonight, Eric and I sat down, had a little uh, roast chicken dinner because we're actually not doing Thanksgiving for a couple more weeks. None of my uh, my kids are all not all in t- 
in town on the same weekend until the end of October. So I wanted to have my whole family around. So we said, ah, we'll do, we'll do our turkey dinner in a couple more weeks. So it was just Eric and I, and we had a bottle of wine and sat down and we talked about the races that we did this morning. We both did uh, a 10K race this morning, and it was my very first 10K. And so I'm going to plunk that audio in here. You can see I've already been on here for 36 minutes, so this is going to be another what, an hour and 15 minute show. But I guess because I've, I haven't done one for uh, three weeks, I can get away with it, right? Okay, so I will um, probably see you in a couple weeks. Uh, take care, and uh, if you shoot me some emails or got some good questions, uh, maybe I'll get something out sooner. Take care, and here is the little conversation Eric and I had. All right, bye bye. <laughs> Testing one, two, three. It's now recording. Oh, recording. Yeah. So I just got to move this food out of the way. Put the recorder down right there. Halfway between me and you. And top up our glasses. Yep. Well, it's Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving night. We don't, we're not really doing Thanksgiving dinner for no. real. Oh, that's a cat. Eric is giving the cat and the dogs all a little piece of chicken. Yeah, we get, none of my family's in town this weekend, or not enough of our family's in town this weekend, so we're going to do Thanksgiving when everyone can be here, which is not for three more weeks. It'll be a Halloween Thanksgiving. Do we all have to dress up? <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> we totally should. So, we're, uh, I, did, I did make a nice roast chicken, stuffed roast chicken and mashed potatoes and what? gravy and all those good things. What, that wasn't turkey? Yeah, it was a little baby turkey. Oh, that's what I thought. I had baby turkey, four a four pound turkey. Yeah. And of course, we have wine. We have some amazing wine. Oh. That we got from Glen in San Francisco. It's Glen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason Stevens. I'm supposed to read this. I have my glasses on. Jason Stevens. Jason Jason Stevens Meritage, wasn't it? 2007 Estate Meritage. Oh from yes. Santa Clara Valley. Yeah, we were saving it for something special, and it's our. It's kind of our quasi-Thanksgiving dinner. It is. But also, we're celebrating your race. Our race. We raced this morning. You know, remember, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago when I put out my last show, I decided, hey, since I'm not going to do a marathon or a half marathon this weekend, let's at least do a 10K race because I've never done a 10K race. And I had no idea what that race would look like you know I mean I've never tried to run a 10k fast I've always had 10k as a kind of a training run um I know I can do and I won't get to the climax right away that's right last time you jumped ahead and told told the story you got to tell the story first don't give the ending Mm -hmm. Eric's now shoved a clean a paper towel in his mouth uh yeah he's looking good yeah he's had one of the last Glass of wine more than I have, I think. Oh, one sip more. One sip more? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, looking like you might have drank a couple of glasses more. So anyways, last last weekend we went down to, last Sunday we went down to the course, because of course it's a local race, and it's a really cool race. It's kind of like, a, it's called a festival of races or something like that. It's a special family-oriented Weekend, and I think it's one of the ways that they managed to get so many people involved. I think it's really smart marketing because they get tons and tons of people involved for the marathon, so they don't have so many people bitching about it. I think I think that's one of the advantages. 
So they have a, a fun run, they have a kids, kids run, they have, a, um, yeah, that was yesterday, and then they have a, do they have a 5K? That was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. so they 5K had a 5K, and then they have a 10K run, they have a 10K walk, and they have a half marathon, full marathon, and they have both of them running and walking. Or anybody who's going to take more than six hours to do the marathon will obviously have some walking involved. And um, so, yeah, and it's all encouraged and all involved, so it was really nice. We were really lucky with the weather. Why don't you talk about the weather so I don't do all the talking? Oh, you can keep talking. You're doing such a fine job. Okay, well... But it, is, it was good weather. Yeah. It was like, what was it this morning, 10, 11, 12? It was, well, it was 10 when we left. It was 12 when we left, but it got 10 when we got down there. 10 degrees yeah. when we got to the race. Which is 50 Fahrenheit. 50 Fahrenheit, that was the one I know, yeah. Yeah, me too. And it got up to like 14 or something by the end of the end of the race. It was probably somewhere in there. So a lot of people were wearing shorts, t-shirts. Some people even had tank tops. I thought that was a bit much myself. I would have been a bit chilly in that. But I could have worn shorts, even though I wore tights. And I had a long sleeve tech shirt that I pushed the sleeves up. But I wasn't uncomfortable. It was just right on the edge. And the sun came out. A little bit near, well, just like, there was a little bit of sun, yet it was sprinkling down rain too. So yeah. we had a little bit of everything. Then it was nice to have sunglasses. Yeah. sunglasses and I think, did you wear your sunglasses? I did. Yeah, I way. didn't. I had mine on top of my hat the whole way. I hid behind my sunglasses all the way. Yeah. So anyways, we went down there last Sunday and we both, we hadn't registered yet, but we thought, let's go run the route and see how it feels. And what I decided to do last weekend was run... I have not had a good feeling run. If you listen to my last episode, I haven't had a good feeling run for a long time. So I thought, well, I'm going to run 3K slow as a warm-up. And then I'm going to run 5K kind of at my, what I would call my 10K pace, you know. See how fast I can do on sort of my, I might mind is that I would like to do under, under an hour. So that would be kind of running under six-minute kilometer. And then I would do the last two kilometers just as a cool down. Just so that was kind of my a bit of a training run. I was, and then I'd decide at the end. And I felt pretty good. I ended up doing exactly that. My pace uh, for that 5K fast part was was pretty good. And I felt I felt good. Except the few days, and my time overall was like 103 something. So that was about pretty much the fastest I've ever run 10K. Ever, I think I've done 105, 106 before, but I've never run it. I don't think any faster than that. Uh, not, I just haven't ever tried either. So, I thought, all right, I can do this. So last Sunday I registered, and I figured my goal would be. I knew that I couldn't do that sort of that fast pace for the entire 10k. I could just tell by the end of five I was really bagged. So I thought what I was going to do. My plan today was to go two kilometers as a bit of a warm up. A little over six, and then run six kilometers at that race pace, and then what that the last two whatever will be will be, and hopefully I'll have some still have some gas in the tank to push it, either continue that pace or go even faster. And I knew as long as I kept under six minutes for those last two kilometers, I would be I would come in just under an hour. Mm-hmm. I had it all figured out, so that was my plan. <clears throat> And then last Sunday, you were pretty happy with your run. Yeah, I, uh, I did, uh, must have been about, just a little over 54, mm-hmm. I don't know, 54, mm-hmm. around there anyways. And what's your, what is your 
personal best on that? 5230. 5230. So your goal this today would have been to have it like under 50, like to I would have try liked to, to be uh, around 52, right? Yep. yep. I would have liked to. I would have liked to just have done better than my previous. Yeah. And I would have been happy. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about this week coming up to the race? Oh, my week coming up to the race. Well, I had a a real good 5K run uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday was yeah. it? Tuesday, mm -hmm. I think. Yep. Yeah, it was a good pace. I'm very was very happy with it. If mm -hmm. I could keep that kind of a pace for the whole race and even add a half a minute onto it, I would get a PR in my race today. And then uh, years later that day, I did some painting. Or maybe it was Wednesday, I don't know. But anyways, I painted some stuff. And Trying to get that basement finished. Yeah, getting that damn basement done. And painting kind of... And my, my back's been giving me trouble ever since the previous race almost yeah before like the previous race since the exterior it has it's been better yeah but it's not been, been perfect, perfect yet right so no. we're still kind of babying it i think so we kind of aggravated it on day. so that wasn't real good news and unfortunately it got worse and and worse and and uh so this well, is kind of like your is it your low back right muscles on either side, kind of in the curve of the back. Yeah, so the lower back. Yeah. And and then you, I you look kind of when you're when it's hurt, you look kind of like a crooked, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally crooked. Yeah, it doesn't. You're not standing straight up and down. You're kind of offset. Favoring one side. And yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. It's and just you can't that's really. what muscles do. It's yeah. like the mm -hmm. the muscles have tightened up totally on one side. Mm -hmm. And you know that you know how to baby it and try and. You've got to just lie still quite a bit, try not to move too much, and it usually just relaxes itself out after three, four, five days. Yeah. So that was, of All course... Though it just hasn't really... This month, uh, has it? So no, gone back it hasn't. It hasn't. I, I think probably one thing I could have done that might have helped was actually get on the bike and just do some easy biking. That might have helped get the blood circulated. You mean this week? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, in hindsight. Weather wasn't really conducive to that, though it rained all week. Uh, but anyways. Could have run the trainer in the week. So, so the whole race was up in the air. Yeah. I, after I ran fast on, it must have been Wednesday, because I think that's when I registered. Anyways, uh, after I ran it, fat, had that good run on Wednesday, I registered for the race, I think, at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I think I painted after that. <laughs> and so after that, it was all downhill. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you've hardly been able to move, and we've just been watching, and I'm thinking, I don't know. Well, I and didn't then know last that. night, oh my gosh, last night I really didn't think you'd be able to race I today. didn't think I It was crazy. Yeah. It was hurting. I had a good night, though, so that was good. Yeah. And you got up this morning, and got what was your five, plan? Got up at five this morning, an Did hour you? before you. No, yeah, I didn't Just know. to stretch and put heat on it, and, mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff, and... It felt okay, so I figured I paid my paid my money. I wanted my medal, because <laughs> finishers get a medal regardless right. of time. That's right. You know, so so and, and uh, so I revised my plans. Of course, I wasn't going for a PR anymore. Yeah. I 
was hoping to get somewhere between 54 55 minutes mm -hmm. that was sort of what I figured I could do instead yeah. of instead of 52 and, and there uh, was even parts where you were thinking you weren't sure what was going to happen once well, you started running would you no, even you, be able to run would you, you, take you have to it stop as it comes you yeah. just take it as it comes so so anyways I ran and uh, the back survived but my time was okay but it's still kind of disappointing because you always this was sort of intended to be the last race of the year mm -hmm. right and so you sort of want to end off on a high note on a high note and it didn't happen you know a lot of people would say 55 minute oh 10 yeah K but it was, was 55 20. 55 <laughs> 20 a lot of people would say that was a damn good 10k race yeah I know well, from where I sit, it's a good time. But anyways, but I did. Mm -hmm. I got eight out of seventeen in my age group. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's a few little things that oh, top ten are, are okay. Mm -hmm. And, and you were able to race the whole thing. How did you feel while you were running? How did your back feel? Did it hurt? I I felt tired. I felt like I hadn't been running for a while, and I I don't know. But did your back hurt? No, like, my back was okay. Didn't hurt while you were running. I don't think all was right, though. No. You know? Well, we knew that when we got to the, when you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went and when, sat down. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I didn't tell you this one, but oh. right when I was wandering out of the area, mm -hmm. uh, some, one of the volunteers came up and asked me, are you okay? <laughs> she says, of course I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, a few other expletives. No, no, I didn't really, no. He was just trying to be nice. And then I came in, and then, then we were over there, we oh. were sitting around. We, you sat down while I was stretching, and you were just going to have an eat your banana, I think, or something. And you just sat mistake. on a bench or something, and then what happened? Well, all of a sudden, my back started twinging. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no. Yeah. I've got to stand up real quick here and not sit down ever again. That's right. So I did. And luckily, it didn't. Uh, my back didn't totally mm -hmm. cease up on me. Because you know that um, it's capable of... Of you completely incapacitating you that you have to get on your hands and knees and crawl yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If that does happen, and here we were way out in the middle of the park, and it wouldn't have been a good thing. Would have been embarrassing. I would have had to get a backhoe to pick you up, take you, <laughs> to, the, take you to the car. Uh, my big concern was how I was going to get you out of the van when we got home. I wasn't sure if you're going to be able to get out of the car. Luckily, by then, I think all the walking we'd done, and all yeah. the stretching, and all the mm -hmm. eating, and just I tried to load up on food because I wanted to make sure everything was that I couldn't be blamed on lack of nutrients or lack right. of electrolytes or mm -hmm. anything like that. So that's why I just figured I couldn't lose by loading up on a few things. And we walked around a lot, and mm -hmm. did a little stretching. Well, I need to walk after a race too. I really. Yeah. And uh, my legs feel really good. You know, they're not a problem. But my back is crooked again. Yeah. You know, it's well, it's kind of seized up again. I can see that. Yeah, but it, it's not bad. Like to be honest, I, I can walk all right without yeah. worry about it. But you can't sit down at your computer. <laughs> I can, but I, it's, Barb, it's getting up again. Help me. It's getting up again. That's Honey, the scary I'm going to need part. you to help me. Because <laughs> it's just the way your body is contorted when sitting and trying to get up. And you're using your back muscles to try to get up, I guess. Yeah. And, and once they yeah. start tensing, then you, then you start tensing. Yeah. And it's like a battle between you and your back. Yeah. 
and you gotta just relax, mm -hmm. but you can't relax. So I told Barb when I was trying to get up from my computer desk, just clear the road, get out of my way, because I may just have to dive for the floor. He wanted me to pull his chair out a bit, roll it over and turn it so that he could get up. And, move and then the I dogs. had to get the dogs out of the way because he was going to kind of roll off the chair and get onto his hands and knees and lay flat on his stomach on the floor so he could unspasm it. And then he crawled into the, into the living room <laughs> down the hall. And I wanted to tweet a picture, but I didn't. <laughs> and then when he got in the living room, he laid down on the floor. And then you, when you relaxed it after a while, then you got up and you were kind of almost fine again. Well, what you do is you lie down and you stretch it one way and you stretch it another way and you just mm -hmm. try to get the muscles working a little bit and mm -hmm. for you instead of against you and mm -hmm. then everything seems a little better. Right. That's good. But anyways. So what did you do for nutrition on this race? Did you do anything? You're saying on your last race. Um, you, didn't you know why? I had nutrition. my nutrition right beforehand, right? So you took a gel before? Yeah, I had a gel before. I did stop for a Gatorade did you? at one of the stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a little glass full. I don't think that was a problem at all, to be honest, yeah. today. Well, it wasn't a long race, and the temperature was uh, it was cool, so we didn't really need that. Like, I didn't really need my my water bottle. This is the first race I've done without wearing braces. And one of the things I've really found with my braces over the last, you know, couple of years is that my mouth is always dry. Mm -hmm. And so now I'd carried my handheld bottle with some noon in it just because I like to have it and I'm used to it, and I figured for anything more than a half an hour, and I want my water bottle. And I don't like stopping, and I can't drink Gatorade. Yeah. So it was fine. But I found I really hardly needed it, and plus I was running so hard, I it was kind of at that almost going to puke kind of feeling, so I didn't really want to drink any. Yeah. So I don't know. I was curious to go and look and see how much of my water I actually drank. Most of it probably would have been... I drank probably half a cup of it just before the race when I took a gel. I had took a hammer gel right before the race, about 15 mm. minutes before. And then I chugged down a bunch of water with it. That's what I did too. Yeah. And then I just, gee, I just sipped on it a few times in the run. So I think if I did another, I think if I did another uh, 10K race like that, I probably wouldn't carry my water bottle. I would just, just don't well, need it. Well, that brings up another point. Yeah. That maybe we should. Because I don't want to finish the year, mm -hmm. year on a sour yeah. note. So we're looking at a possibility of going to Vancouver and doing a 10K race on the seawall um, on November 27th. Yeah, so that would be a really nice one. And my daughter lives there, so we can stay with her and take the sea bus over and run the race in the morning. and That'd be kind of fun. I'd be totally up for that, totally. Did you ever tell everybody your time? You haven't told me your time No, yet. I haven't talked about my race yet. Okay, let's go back to your race now. Okay. I told them about mine. Oh, one, you know, one yeah, thing I wanted to mention in, in mine, <laughs> that's enough talking about you, let's talk about me. <laughs> this is the Kelowna Guy Tribes podcast. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll tell you just the way I plan my race. I, I figured I, I'd try for 530 kilometers. 530 was sort of what I was going to shoot for, and then if if the gods agreed, I'd pick it up a little bit. And, and that's just They really didn't agree. They didn't that's agree. Really. And, uh, you know, then when you get near the end, you, you, you think maybe you should speed up. But, uh, you know, why? You, we'll talk about you later. 
Uh, <laughs> why? You know, because the race isn't where I want it to be, anyways, and uh, I'm already today, dead. Especially. I'm already dead enough, you know. Oh, yeah. And so I, I didn't really yeah. do anything exceptional in the last couple of k, and consequently, I didn't hit my 5:30 per kilometer, which would have given me 55 minutes. I ended up at uh, with a pace of 5:32, which and I ended up yeah, being precisely. Good. Fifty-five twenty. So you know, it was, it was okay. It was okay. Sure. It was okay. And the course, what was your distance on the course? Because mine was. Oh, I don't 20, know. Mine was ten point zero five. That was an extra fifteen seconds. Well, I don't know. I was curious. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, That's I'd like. Irrelevant. I want to see yours. I would just, but I am curious for comparison. Not that I'm complaining. It's a little longer than ten k, but my, when my Garmin time, you know. Yeah, but I started my, my pace. You know, I started my watch sometime between when they actually start our race and when be, before I hit the starting line. So that's sort of. This was the first race where I actually remembered to start it and stop it right as I crossed the timing mats. Oh, good. That was pretty good. That's what I thought I was really on. My yeah. t my time was only one second out from their time. Oh, good. You know, I had you know I won't say my time. So my race, well. Like I said, I had a good, that good run, and I ran kind of hardish last Sunday, and I felt great while I did that run. I felt really good. And then this week has been back to just super, super busy, super tired every day at work. I thought I would do an easy run Tuesday and then a really short run Thursday, but Tuesday came and went, and I didn't run because my shins have been hurting ever since Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my shins were sore. Not really bad, but I, I knew they needed just they were gonna need four or five days rest. So I thought, okay, I'll run Wednesday because I didn't run Tuesday, and then Wednesday I did run after work, and I just I felt like crap. Gabriel, what's up? You lie down. You lie down and be quiet. No growling. No talking. Um, so I felt crappy on that run on Wednesday. And, oh my God, I really didn't know how am I going to feel this week because missions were sore. And, but mostly after work runs right now are just always painful. And weekends well, it's so tiring because yeah. you've been on your feet all day. Yep. And I'm wearing new shoes at work. I've got a couple of new pairs of shoes and I think that's sort of also planned yeah. it. But anyways, that's just sort of where I was at. Really tired and just feeling crappy. So third, but I did do my core stuff. See, that was the other thing. Um, I kind of made a commitment as of October 1st to really commit myself to doing my core and my upper body strength and stuff on the alternate days that I'm not running. So I did a, a pretty good workout on the 1st, which was Saturday, and then Sunday I did my long run, and then Monday I did another workout, and Tuesday I didn't run, and I was getting sore now from doing this core stuff. And I thought, oh, you know what? I can't really go too hard on this core stuff and the the... Working, I'm trying to strengthen my glutes and my hip flexors, but when I got a race coming up, it's not a good time. Mm -hmm. So I ended up cutting back on that, and all I did on my off days was stretch. I just did lots of stretching and some yoga stuff. So, um, in fact, Tuesday when I went for my run, I actually got totally geared up to go for a run, and I ran out. I ran like literally 200 meters. And I went, no, this isn't going to happen. Turned around, came home, <laughs> completely geared up, heart rate monitor, Garmin on. It was like. A one-minute run. <laughs> oh, yeah. It takes you like know. half an hour to get ready. I run. know it does. So I didn't log that run. But anyways, I just felt crappy. So Thursday, Friday, 
Um, I didn't do anything. I just did some stretching. That was it. Saturday, uh, again, I just didn't push it. I just thought I got to really rest my legs, and my legs have been just even my shins have been sore. So I really didn't know what to expect. My plan, though, like I said, was um, I was going to do a similar kind of thing: six fifteen per kilometer for the first two, five forty-five per kilometer for the next six, and then whatever I had left in the tank for the end, and that would hopefully give me a negative split and just sneak under an hour. Like my goal was like 59.45. And I knew the hard part was going to be doing 6.15s for the first 2K because you always go too fast and you're staying with the crowd. But there were a lot of people there. And there were a lot of walkers and a huge variety of people's ability levels. And I was kind of near the front. I found if you were going to try and be around an hour, you were actually pretty close to the front. <laughs> amazingly enough and so when I started getting out there you know it wasn't that hard I was overall I was running a little bit too fast but it was still over six minutes like 605 and 6 610 even though I was trying for 615 so I was pretty happy mm -hmm. about that and I just kept watching because I knew as soon as I hit that 2k mark bang I'm gonna pick up the tempo and I and then I felt like I'd had a nice warm-up it wasn't like just trying to go out right from the start I knew I couldn't go out for, at the start and do 5.45 for the whole 10K. I'm just not in good enough shape. I would just blow up and it would be a miser misery fest for the end of it. And so I felt pretty good. And then I got to about the 7K where I was just like, couldn't wait till that 6K was done, which would have been 8K mark. I was really starting to push, you know, mentally it was really getting tiring. But I watched my watch and I just really tried super hard to keep my pace down. And so then when I got to the last 2K, I was pretty happy and I thought, okay, I, I looked at my time, I'm ahead of the game, I'm actually ahead of what I was planning, so I could like do 7 minute kilometers for the last 2 and still make my hour, so I was really happy because I knew it wouldn't be that slow. Mm -hmm. But I thought I'm not going to like, oh, well, I'm going to give myself, now let's see if I can make it within the gun time, because I knew my chip time was going to be under an hour, but can my gun time be under an hour? Because I knew it took me 35, 40 seconds to get to that starting line, right? So then I just really hauled ass, and the last kilometer was my fastest. I did that, was it? it was 5.30, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and and it, I could only have done it for a kilometer. <laughs> I crossed the finish line, I was done. But uh, yeah, it was, so it was good, and I was pretty happy. I came in 58. 20 was my chip time and 58 57 was my gun time and I came in 10th in my age group which is I was really happy because I kind of thought everything was good I might be able to come in the top 10 there's 63 63 women in my age group what the heck all these 50 year old women out there running yeah what are they doing anyway I don't know 50 to 59 mind you some of them clearly aren't running very fast because some of them are pretty slow but I don't know. I was still pretty feeling pretty proud of myself. I was oh, really, so really sure. happy. I did better than I expected. And honestly, by the end of this week, I was really <coughs> thinking, you know, even though it's my goal to try and break an hour, and today might not be the day. Mm. And I haven't really trained for this properly, so it might not be the day. And that's okay. I know I can do it at some point. But I was really happy to know I did it today because now I got 55 minutes in my sights. I didn't even see you cross the finish line because... I was expecting you a minute and a half later. Yeah. You should always know I might be early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, so really happy. Got, a, got my medal. And good, uh, good thing I didn't have to stay around and watch all the people get their podium spots. We could leave early. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a nice, well-run, well-run race and good volunteers. And, and the medals are beautiful. Really nice medals. If you check out my blog at colonagirl.com, you can see my medal. It's very nice. Um, yeah, and they've got Ogopogo on them. They do. They're, they're as nice as any medal we've gotten so far. I would you think know. so. Yeah. And then you look at, even the strap is really well yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Everything's well done. Mm -hmm. And everybody got a medal, you know, regardless yeah. of what, what they were running, I think. Yeah, it's a finisher's medal. Yeah. So, but, super but, nice. But, you know, even in, when we went to Victoria last year, mm -hmm. the 5 and 10K guys didn't get medal. Either. You didn't get a medal? Oh, no. Your 8K? Oh. No, no. This was only half marathon and marathons I yeah. got. Here. Well, it was kind of nice to give you a medal yeah. for that race. Well, then, man. Yeah, good. It was really kind of neat. Well, I'm kind of excited about that. So I'm really stoked about maybe doing this one in Vancouver because yeah. I don't really have my plans now, between now and January, is I want to just... I know that's going to take me a little bit of recovery for this. I'm already really sore now. And I think my shins are going to, you know, they've taken a bit of a beating and whatnot. So I might be a little bit sore for the next week. But then I should be back. And mm -hmm. I've given myself a bit of a break. Next Sunday, my, my long run may only be 5 to 8K and that's it. But my goal is to run three times a week, a couple mm -hmm. of times after school, 30 to 45 minutes, depending how I feel. And then run for an hour to an hour and 15 every, every Sunday. Yeah. You know, and run, you know, t I don't know, 9 to 12K is kind of my goal. And I figure if I just do that on a really regular basis for the next couple of months, uh, by December I can start to bump up my long runs. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just throwing around the idea of what to do because I, I'm still, my goal now is still to train for a marathon. So. I guess the trick is to make a 10K feel like a short race. Oh, yeah. Then you're all set. Well, I've run a few half marathons, so 10K felt like a short race. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I skipped that one, so I'm kind of. It's kind of neat to have done it now. What I'm gonna do is find a really, really uh, small one where I might have an actual shot at having a good time in my age group. <laughs> I just said shoot for even a better time in Vancouver then, because it's along the sea yeah. wall, so it should be flat. Yeah. And the only trouble with that one is gonna be it's gonna be miserable weather, so. Sometimes really cold, might be kind of miserable. Running along the seawall, it's likely going to be raining and it's likely going to be hovering around three, four, five Celsius. So it'll be an, one of those epic type. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I'm not too worried about the weather really. I think it'd be kind of fun. So I'm trying to decide what marathon to do. I've been waiting for Vancouver, uh, BMO Vancouver, uh, which is May 6th. They've just come up with their new um, route. They're of course they've got a brand new course, and it's it's got a couple of hills. It's got some some fairly significant hills early on in the race, but then it levels off and then it goes. It's pretty flat the whole last half of the race. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think what I'll do is if we go down to Vancouver at the end of November, what we're going to do is we're going to go out and we're going to maybe do a bit of a run on some of those hills. No, we'll just see. run that half marathon the day before our race. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go run up those hills on the day before our race yeah, and see what they're like. Like we did in San Francisco, yeah. just about. Yeah. Well, there's one that's 5K long. 
it, it's an increase for five kilometers. It starts off by uh, Queen Elizabeth Park, it goes all the way around the park, and then out um, towards down 49th, and then all the way into uh, what's that Spirit Park or something, and then you go I can't remember, and then all the way out by UBC and around UBC, and then all the way downtown. It's a point-to-point -point race. And that's kind of neat too, because you don't have all this boring repeating circles and stuff. You get to ride, you know, run all the way through, and you're going some, through some beautiful properties and the mm -hmm. UBC properties and the the <coughs> forest there and everything. Could be a really, really nice, really nice race. So well, that's the reason I'm looking forward to this one we might do in November, though, too, because Stanley Park. Mm. You know, that'll be great. Stanley Park in November. Ah, well. November 27th. It'll be beautiful. I, beautiful I, I grew snowy. up there. It'll be raining. Well, we ran in the snow in uh, yeah, March. I've run in plenty of snow. Yeah, of snow no problem. I've run in, in a blizzard in Kelowna. But anyways, yeah. So nice. that's my plan. Yep. That's my thinking. My mojo is kind of returning. Yeah, well, I should after today's race. I put in a lot of... I've done a lot of thinking. If, if anybody reads my blog, I've been blogging every day, sort of the end of September. I kind of went through, like, I got to regroup, and I, you just can sort of see where all my thinking is. I, I talked about a lot of different areas, because I'm fighting my weight, I'm fighting my healthy eating, I'm fighting just laziness and overwork and stress at work, and so many different things that I'm just finding are impacting impacting, which I hate using that as a word, but anyways. I find it's a, it's a time of year also when, yeah. I don't know, you're winding down from doing workouts. Yeah. But it's such a great time to take time to take stock, and it's a good time to do a bunch of core and, yeah. and strength, right? Work but, on the base. Yeah, but I just, you know, like I'm just, I get home from work and I don't feel like it. No, I'd much rather you. just sit on my ass and watch TV and order a pizza, Eric. Well, I think you should get up an hour earlier and, you know, do your workout before you go to work. you got to see that he's got a twinkle in his eye when he says that. Because <laughs> he knows you get smacked if he's going to well, I always have a twinkle in my suggestions. eye when, when I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah. Want like another glass of wine? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? What's your plan for next year? Hard to say. I, I want to go down to Arizona again in February. And do that Xterra. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. sort of like it beat me last year. Mm -hmm. I want to sort of put it in its place if I can to yeah. some degree this year. It would just be nice to know that I can do better. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I'm kind of a mind. I like to do the same races over again because then you really get a, a drift of whether you've improved yeah. or whether you've not improved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear there has you. to be some constant. I, I, it's fun doing different races, without a doubt, but I think you have to maybe have two or three every year that you do, just as your baseline, you know, you, you just, they're the well, ones you can really tell whether you've like, improved or not. It's like I do the apple every year. Yeah, and, and you know, bare bones, so yep. I do the bare bones, and you know, that's sort of a gauge for me, and the exteriors I, I think I'm going to end up doing, like the exterior I did mm -hmm. a month ago, for yep. some comparison race. But we also talked about maybe doing some destination half marathons for fun. Well, I think so. I think it'd be fun to mm -hmm. do little vacations and uh, do races during them. I, yeah. I almost think whenever you go on a vacation, I, I'm inclined to whenever we go on a vacation, I wish you see if we could get a race in mm -hmm. when we go. 
Well, but, and the nice thing about doing a running race is we don't have to worry about taking all our triathlon gear. Yeah. You know? Bike. Bikes or anything, right? Yeah. Well, bikes, wetsuits, swimsuits, everything. I mean, there's so much stuff to haul if you're going, if you're not, if you're driving, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we're just going to Vancouver, Victoria, whatever, big deal. But if we want to fly somewhere, go somewhere cool, go down to Los Angeles or go, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas or something or, or whatever, you know? Yep. Well, I think that would be so a great idea. That's another thing to contemplate. Kind of like, mm -hmm. We could do. We could try and do like a half marathon in July, a half marathon in August. Yeah. Next year. Maybe we could do a half marathon every month. Find a half marathon in Europe. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember when we went last time to Europe? I was looking all over trying to find a, a oh. race of some sort. Well, they certainly have. Mm -hmm. We just have to. Just couldn't find them in the area we were at in the time we were at. That's all. It's not easy to find them in another language. What does this word mean? What, 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 is, what is race in German? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Anything else to say? Um, we should have some seg segment here where we're funny, because we haven't been very funny oh. today. I thought it was pretty funny when I was like crawling on the floor. It was. I'd have to actually put a video in, insert of that though. Yeah, you should. Oh, hello Zoe. Cat's here. Yeah. Cat and two dogs. They're all sitting here because they see me picking stuffing out of the bowl. Yum, putting yum. it into your mouth without even thinking about the dogs and the cat. How are the dogs and the cats? I didn't make stuffing for them. Oh, but look at they're being mm -hmm. so good. Look at Zoe, did Zoe get a treat? Yeah, I gave them all a little piece of meat. Oh. Alright. Here's, here's a piece of stuffing for you. Do you want it? That's for Zoe. Let's see if she eats it. She doesn't like all the spices. Yeah. I'm not surprised. How about you? Would you eat it? You would eat. Oh, Diggy will eat it. Diggy will eat it. He'll eat cat poop. He'll eat anything. Yeah. It's gone. As okay. you know, Gabriel's a chocolate lab and they're notorious for eating anything in sight very yep. quickly. And so is Angel. Yes, she just a little more gently though. Yep, she's politer. She's a girl. Well, Eric. Well, Barb. It's an interesting day. Yeah. I'm, my body's been really tired today now. Holy moly. Yeah, I think I'll go downstairs and play some frisbee golf now. Can you play frisbee golf when your back is sore? Yeah, you don't have to use your back, you just use your wrist. Yeah, but don't you have to fling and turn? Yeah, just your wrist. If you can, if you can flick your wrist to do frisbee golf, then you can finish off that basement. I, I am going to finish off the basement. I even brought a couple of pieces of painted wood, the wood I painted in. I saw you do that too. Ready to put it up. Yep. And now I can put the rest of the ceiling things. Oh, red letter day on Friday, because I got my electrical inspection totally approved. Oh, good. Woohoo! And the TV, we moved the TV downstairs. Yeah. And we got the couch in there. Yeah, and, and the piano. All the, and the piano's in the right spot, and the air dark, hockey table, and the, drums, and the drum set. Yeah, drum sets right under the dark board. <laughs> Jesse came in with his friends. They set up a drum set. Bad planning. And we still we gotta hire someone to move the pool, the pool table in there. 
Yeah. Is that is that your third glass of wine? Yeah. What about me? I want I want half this bottle. This is really good wine. Yeah, it is. Even if I don't drink half the bottle tonight. So we have this little uh, aerator top that we put on in case you can hear it pouring. It's um, it aerates the wine as it pours it, so it sort of sounds like it's bubbly. And this just improves the flavor, actually. Mm. Gee, this is such nice wine. I wish we could buy it here. It's really good. Are you enjoying it? Yep, I am. Mm -hmm. Have to tell Glenn. Yeah. Oh, I know. We could talk about. You know how, well, you don't listen to the two gomers, but the two gomers always talk about television and movies and stuff. Okay. Two gomers is like one of my favorite podcasts. It's televisions and movies? Well, you they should. Talk about their, they talk Before about you go any further, you should tell everybody well, about no. the good movies. That's what I was just going to say. We could have like a little two gomers segment where we talk about what we watch on television. Oh. So I don't watch TV, as you know. But the other night I said, hey, you know. Let's write a movie. Let's, let's watch a movie, video on demand. We got telesoptic TV, so we just you know click through, and you can just rent, rent, pay five bucks. <gasps> that looks good. Looks kind. Of, I could kind of watch this epic movie. It's, it's two, 2012. Yeah. Ice Age. Ice Age. Right. And so that's like. Oh, well, remember Jesse watched some kind of movie about the end of the world, 2012. That sounds good. Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. So we thought, oh yeah, five bucks. Yeah, what the heck? So we push push rent on the thing, and we watch. <laughs> I swear to God. And I recommend everybody should watch it. Go <laughs> <laughs> pay five bucks and watch it. Because <laughs> I could tell after the ex the very first scene that this was going to be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. The acting was bad. The dialogue was bad. The effects was bad. The filming was bad. Every time, like they kept showing the same scenes over and over again because they're driving and driving and driving. They keep showing you, he's like, hey, there's that same bag they just drove over in the last time and, there and in a totally different city. A little plane that took off. <laughs> it, it took off on snow. Yeah. And by the time it got into the air, it had no little skis on it, just had wheels. Oh, they're probably those tuck up skis. Oh, tuck up skis. <laughs> It was so so bad. Oh, and then and the blizzard. This this what is it? An ice age hits because this gigantic entire shelf has come off of Iceland and is traveling 200 miles an hour towards the yep. uh, coast of North America and is taking out every every city all the way along the coast of of uh, the Atlantic Ocean there. And they're driving a car all over the place, and yeah. all of a sudden there's no snow in the room. <laughs> so it's like snowing like crazy because I guess the weather is coming off this iceberg. And then all of a sudden there's like there's like four feet of snow on the side of the road, and the next time there's one foot of, side of, foot of snow, and then all of a sudden it's been plowed, and then it's not been plowed. And then all of a sudden there's people walking along who are fresh frozen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frozen. <laughs> Frozen in motion. That was so funny. That one. I can't believe it. And these guys are driving in their car, you know, just narrowly. Along. Oh, my favorite part though is when they were standing there, and remember they're inside the van, and he pulls over, and there's that family, the man, the woman, and oh. the child, and they're standing on the side, and they're looking so forlorn, our car's broken down, kind of thing, but you can't hear them, you just see them, and they're they're sitting there arguing whether or not they should give them a ride because they got enough room. And while they're talking about it, this gigantic 20-ton block of ice, whoop, right on top of the whole family. <laughs> All right, this solves that problem. Let's get moving. <laughs> oh, it's a bad, bad, severely bad movie. I mean, I really was thinking about 
contacting the cable network and saying, how dare you charge me for this? Seriously, any movie you click on and watch on regular TV, any movie, any movie, yep. was better than this. This was yep. the worst movie I've ever seen. It's, it was even worse than Lighthouse. It was worse than Lighthouse. Yeah, Lighthouse was a gem. <laughs> it was, that's right. It was worse than Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Was it? It was. Oh, man. It was the worst movie I've ever seen. So, And apparently it's a trilogy. So we could actually go down with the other two, 2012 something or other and 2012 something no, else. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I've watched, the first one was enough. Yeah. What's really scary is usually the second and third in a series are worse. <laughs> that was the third in the series. Oh. That's why. Oh. And, and wasn't like these act didn't the actors, weren't they so weird? Like, I well, mean, yeah. I never recognized I, them. I, the most common line in it, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> All right, what about, dad, get us out of here. Dad, get us out of here. <laughs> the son, like, no matter where they were, you know, they're driving down the road. Dad, get us out of here. Right? Dad, then they're I'm, on the plane. Dad, I'm, get us out of here. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, and then all of a sudden, he's eating a bag of chips. And I remember that was so funny. They're all sitting there, and it's like been horrible, all these terrible things, you know, and everyone's dying. The end of the world, as you know it, right? And he finds a bag of chips. So he's sitting there eating chips, and his mom looks with that knowing, like, Where'd you get those? The so, oh, there was lots best. here. Yep, there's. He said, "Oh, I just found this bag. Hand them over." <laughs> oh, darn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's another few hundred dead people at the yeah. side of the road. <laughs> but they're looking at each other, you know, that knowing look to each other. This is the first time in a movie I really hoped that these the guys would die at the end. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Didn't even have a good ending. No. Yeah, it's stupid. Didn't, uh, there was no part that was good. Yeah, that was the kind of movie that you need to smoke dope and watch or something. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think so. That was the problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Next time. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. I guess we could probably call it a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Next week. I gotta think of what I'm doing next week. I, I, it's like three weeks since I put out a show, so I'm just trying to think. I put this one out November, November. I'll put, I'll put out a couple in November, a couple in December. I'll, to keep me honest. Well, we have one if we do a race in in November. Yeah, but that's a month from now. More yep. than a month from now. Oh yeah, my gosh! It is. Cool. We got lots of time to train. That's six weeks. I'm gonna be ready for this one. Famous last words. Well, you just gotta not uh, hurt your back. Uh, you gotta not make me work so hard at home and yeah. quit leaving the honey honey do list around all the time. <laughs> you agreed to that. I know. You agreed that you'd do a job a day. Yeah. I haven't given you one whole job a day. I've given you like three jobs, two or three jobs a week, and well, that's see, it. The, the day you didn't give me a job, that's yeah. when I went painting. And I told you to have a nap. And I didn't. I painted instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. well, I think you should go get your back x-rays and get some physiotherapy yeah. you know why why suffer like this it might be something that something's new maybe it's not the same old injury you had 20 years ago yeah. okay all right that'd be 30 years ago was it 30 years ago yeah. well things have changed honey i hate to tell you you were only 30 when this happened then now you're 60. one uh. Hey, I just had my half birthday last week, didn't you know? I didn't know. 
Well, neither yeah. did anybody else. No, I know. Did not one person wish me a happy half birthday? Nobody gave me a present. Half a present. And it was the same day as World Teacher Day. Huh. And all yeah. I got was a kick in the pants from the government. Huh. We're gonna legislate you back to work. No, that was the day they announced they're gonna lock us out. We cut our wages. I'll hurry up and drink that wine so I can pour myself some more. That end of that bottle is mine. No, it isn't. Got it from my friend. You get half of this. What do you mean? They're not my friends? <laughs> yeah, so you can have half. My glass is bigger, so. You can have the rest of that glass, and then I'll probably drink the other glass tomorrow. I don't want to have three glasses of wine. Two's plenty for me. <laughs> Just going to get the measuring cup and make sure it's right. All right. So okay. I'm going to hang up. See you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. The sun must say